The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. Send me an email, blackfocusradio at gmail.com. Also catch us on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And more importantly, check out the podcast. We've been uploading every show. So if you missed the show from 12 to 2 every day, you can download the show. It's going to be a link. It's going to be on uh, the Facebook page, or because I just found out that I'm on punishment, so you may not be getting all my links on Facebook. But you can go out and uh, you can go out and uh, search Spotify or your favorite podcast platform, and we're there. We're like on eleven different podcast platforms, whatever those are. I don't even know what they are, but I know we're on all the good ones. We're on Google. Uh, we're on, um, we're on I, uh, what the iPhone podcast. We're on all of them, man. Just go check them out, man. Just, you'll find us. You'll find us. All right. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. In fact, we got a jam packed show and I got a feeling we're not going to get to some of this stuff, but if we do, that's great. Just one quick thing. And of course we got to do our. We got to do our black fact, which is what we'll do here in just a moment. Uh, but I do want to shout out to Don Jeffries. Don Jeffries is a young lady who many people believe that she's been persecuted by the state police and others here in the state of Arkansas. Okay. And she has spent some time in the pokey. Word came out, I believe it was yesterday, that she was free. And I reached out to her today on her first her Facebook page. And we're going to try to get her on to get her side of the story. Uh, Don is an activist. Many people have been supporting and following her. And we're hoping to try to get her on, if she will. Don't know if she can come on. She may not want to come on. I don't know. Uh, she may not be able to say the things that she needs to say or would like to say because of, I don't know what her disposition of the case is right now, but certainly we don't want to get her implicated in anything that could cause her to go back to jail. But I, I just wanted to say, before we started the show, that Don, welcome home. We are glad you are home and we support you 110%. Okay, so with that being said, um, I guess we'll go ahead and do Black Facts so we can get this show started because we've got so much stuff we need to talk about. 
dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about the Songhai Empire. You know, as I told you, not only did we do black facts from the American perspective, but you can't do black facts without including the international perspective. And certainly the motherland is part of it. The Songhai Empire was a state that dominated the Western Sudan in the 15th and 16th century. At its peak, it was one of the largest states in African history. The state is known by its historical graphical name derived from its leading ethnic group and ruling elite, the, the Songhai. Sunni Ali established Gaia as the capital of the empire, although the, a Songhai state had existed in and around Gao since the 11th century. Other important cities in the empire were Timbuktu and Dijin, Dijan, I should say, conquered in 1468 and 1475, respectively, where urban-centered trade flourished and to the south and is the north Akan state of Bonaman. Initially, the empire was ruled by the Sunni dynasty from 1464 to 1493, but it was later replaced by the Askia dynasty, 1493 to 1901. During the second half of the 13th century, Gao and the surrounding region had grown into an important trading center and attracted the interest of the expanded Mali Empire. Mali conquered Gao towards the end of the 13th century Gaio would remain under Malian hegemony until the late 14th century. As the Mali Empire started to disintegrate, the Songhai reasserted control of Gaio. Songhai rulers subsequently took advantage of the weakened Mali Empire to expand Songhai rule. A series of plots and coups by the Askia's successors forced the empire into a period of decline and instability. Askia's relatives attempted to govern the empire, but political chaos and civil war within the empire ensured the empire's continued decline, particularly during the brutal rule of Askia Ishak from 1539 to 1549. The empire experienced a, a period of stability and a string of military successes during the reign of Askia Duad. Uh, Ahmad al-Mansur, the Moroccan sultan at the time, demanded tax revenues from the empire's salt mines. Askia Duad responded by sending a large quantity of gold as a gift in an attempt to appease the sultan. Askia Ishak II ascended to power in a long dynastic period struggle following the death of Askia Duad. He would later, he would be the last ruler of the Imperial Songhai Empire. 
1590, Al Munsir took advantage of the recent civil strife in the empire and sent an army under the command of Judah Pasha to conquer the Songhai and gain control of the Trans-Saharan trade routes. After the disastrous defeat at the Battle of Tandibi, the Songhai Empire collapsed. I, I, you know, I did that black fact because we've been seeing a lot of stuff about Africa and Egypt and there's still people out here who are denying that Egypt uh, is uh, was in Africa. I even saw a preacher the other day telling people who had pledged in fraternities and sororities that they had pledged basically to an Egyptian god. I kind of chuckled. And the reason I chuckled was the fact that he doesn't realize that those Egyptian gods came before his Christianity. And I sat there and I listened to this and I, and, I, and I said to myself, I said, see, this is why our people are lost because there he was, very articulate, sounded like he knew what the hell he was talking about, but only those people who have studied our history and understand our history would know that he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I, I have my problems with Greek orga, uh, organizations as well. You know, <laughs> it's amazing how many black people are pre pledging to a Greek organization, but hey, the origin of those organizations did emanate from Africa, to be totally honest. At least I know that. All right. Okay, so that's our black fact for today. Listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And don't forget, if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. I'll hook you up with a great package. We're really doing some advertising right now. So, hey, come on, folks. Let's make it happen. Okay. Yeah, let's make it happen. All right. So. A lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, I think for, this is the first time in a long time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have 11 items on my agenda today. And I'm going to try to get to all of them. So we've got a jam-packed show. And we're going to roll out of one and get to the other. Certainly, we're going to talk about the Georgia election. Um, what that means and all of those things. Um, and... Uh, what you don't understand about the criticism of Deion Sanders. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that because apparently a lot of you all don't get it. We mentioned, uh, uh, well, one of these items is not <clears throat> really an item. Uh, it's just that if you, if you, if you know who Jethreen Bodine is or was, go look at the current governor of Arkansas. In fact, I posted a meme the other day comparing the two. It's shocking. All right. So, just go follow that, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we're going to talk about the January 6th gold medal presentation that was done by Congress. 
and how the Republicans had the unmitigated gall to show up and pretend like we're okay. I, you, we got to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about there's been more news about Brett Favre. We know last week that Brett Favre had his attorneys to try to get him removed from the from the uh, investigation and lawsuit uh, that is being put forth by the Department of Human Services in Mississippi and uh, because of the million six. Well, <clears throat> apparently the Department of Human Services ain't looking for the million dollars because he paid that back and the $220,000 in interest. They're not looking for that. They want more. <laughs> and remember, I said that on this show. We'll get into that here in a little bit as well. So those are a couple of things that we've got on the agenda today. I want to start off by something that is happening locally, all right, that is going to affect everybody in Pulaski County. And that's what's going on at the Little Rock School District. No, this doesn't have anything to do with a teacher doing this or student grades falling or anything along those lines. This is a lot more serious. It has everything to do with what we are what we are dealing with as a nation, as a world, when it comes to computers. In my industry, and those of you who don't know, I am in the, the computer industry. I have been in this industry for over 30 years. I worked for Dell for close to 20. I build websites, and currently uh, I am an IT professional at a local business here. My number one concern that I lose sleep over every night, and I kid you not, is being hacked. That is every IT professional's concern is being hacked. And not only being hacked, but nowadays being ransomed. And I talked about this a little bit on the previous show, but I wanna I wanna talk about it again. The Little Rock School District now has gotten permission by the full board to negotiate with hackers. And if you don't know, the Little Rock School District was hacked over the Thanksgiving holidays and they were ransomed. Now, we all know what ransom mean, I, I hope. In other words, it's kind of like something gets somebody gets kidnapped and then they call you and say, hey. You want, and if you want it back, you must pay me a million dollars. That's what has happened to the Little Rock School Board, or I should say, the Little Rock School District. All of their data, report cards, grades, salaries, teacher information, student information, parental information paychecks, pay stubs, everything, social security numbers, everything that you can imagine that you could have given to the Little Rock School District, retirement pay, who's on retirement, who's about to tea drop, all of that stuff has now been ransomed. And what that means is that hackers broke into the Little Rock School District's network and I don't know if you can really blame the Little Rock School District Network. 
I have some information that there are questions. I won't go into that because that information was given to me uh, as a confidential source. But there are some issues. But with all of that being said, even if there are issues related to that, the Little Rock School District at this point is ransomed. And they got, they got, they had to go to the powers that be and ask could they negotiate to pay $250,000 to be unransomed. Because the hackers are asking for at least that. I will also tell you that there is more, they're asking for more than 250000 But the Little Rock School District is going to try and offer a quarter of a million dollars to get their data back. That hacking organization can say, no, we want what we asked for, or we now expose all of your data. That's kind of where we are right now at the LRSD. We'll know here in a couple of days whether or not this um, hacking organization capitulated and said, okay, we'll take the 250. Because really, they have no incentive to do so. They are a quiet, private, untraceable organization. And this is happening all over the country, all over the world, that they are finding soft spots in your network and they are able to exploit them. For money. And of course. The, the FBI cybersecurity division is involved. But they've been involved in other cases. They can't trace them. They can't find them. Now here's the thing. Eventually they're going to be found. But over the last three to five years. They've been running around unfettered. My thing is this. Being in this industry. These guys have too many resources in order to do what they're doing. I think they're being funded by a country. Whether it's China or whether it's Russia, I think they're being funded by a, 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 a government. Okay? But that doesn't make it any easier for you guys. Or, look, I was laughing today with a friend. Just on my home personal network, I pay $300 a year for cybersecurity. And while I was on my trip, on vacation, you know how them, them, them bills hit your account when you ain't expecting it? That $310 hit my account while I was traveling. And I was like, wait a minute, what, 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 what way? And then it hit me, oh, cybersecurity. I'm talking about on my personal network at home. These companies spend thousands a year. I wish I could divulge a bill that I just had to pay for the company I work for. Thousands. So we don't know how they were able to exploit the Little Rock School District. We don't know if there was a flaw. We don't know whether or not they were they did update their their uh, software or whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is, and the reason I'm bringing this up is twofold. Number one, you as the Little Rock taxpayers are about to get hit with a minimum of 250 k 
if in fact the hackers will allow them to um to 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 give that amount. Here's the sad thing about it. The hackers can say, hey, look, yeah, we'll take that. There's no guarantee that they didn't leave a cuckoo's egg. Now, you all that are not in cybersecurity don't understand what that is, and that's an old term. Uh, in fact, that, that term was first, well, I first became aware of it in a book called The Cuckoo's Egg, and it was written by an IT professional called William Stoll. Clifford Stoll, I'm sorry. Okay? And basically what a cuckoo's egg is, is a line of code that can be placed on any server and just by a few keystrokes can be opened by an outside force. So in other words, just imagine you have a door on your house, okay? And I come and visit your house, unbeknownst to you. And I make a key to your door. And I place it somewhere where you don't know where it is. Let's say, let's say under, above the door seal. Because you typically don't look up there. So anytime I want to come and get into your house, I just reach up and get the key that was made and stick it in your door and I'm in. So in a nutshell, that's what a cuckoo's egg, how it operates. It's a, it's a line of code that can be put into your server, on your server, and anytime with a certain key, well, basically, I got the password to open that and open that cuckoo's egg. So what it will do from inside of your server, it will open up your network to allow me to come in and I can do anything I want to do inside of your network. Now, I don't mean to be geeking out on you, but you all need to understand what this is. Because you, the Little Rock taxpayers, y'all going to have to foot the bill on this. Because I don't know of any of these serve, uh, of these hackers who have said, oh, you know what? Y'all can't afford it. We're not going to take the money. They take the money every time. So you're going to have to kick out some cash. So this is what has happened. Now, even if the Little Rock School District pays whatever amount that they're asking for, they could still have a cuckoo's egg in there, and next year they can come back and ask for more. In my opinion, what they've got to do is completely wipe their data center. Back up your data to another location, and then you got to completely wipe your data. Everything. And if it's me, if you can afford it, I'm replacing servers and switches. Okay. Anything that can retain a line of code, which is a server, a switch, a lot of different things, I'm replacing everything because you don't know where they could have put cuckoo's eggs. I'm just saying. So that's what's going on at the Little Rock School District. With that being said, I want to I wanna throw one other thing at you. Because as I've said, I believe this is a government that is doing this. I truly believe it is. And, and I just want to let people know. And I want to play a, a audio for you. And this is about TikTok. I've, I've made the statement about TikTok before, just putting a note on the Facebook page. But now this has gotten really serious. And now because this has happened to the Little Rock School District, this is close to home. 
And I believe that there were a lot of people that were getting that were getting hacked over the last few weeks and months. And the one thing that I would ask them is, do you have TikTok? You all may not know, but TikTok is ran by the Chinese government. Okay? Part of the reason that they're beginning to bring computer manufacturing back to the United States is because many people believe that the Chinese, those places that was making chips and things of that nature that go, that are the guts of your computer that many of y'all don't know what the hell it is. Many people believe that Chinese were putting code into those chips so they could steal data. We know for a fact that at one point Lenovo computers was putting code and was stealing data. We know for a fact that at one point, those, if you notice, you don't ever see those digital picture frames anymore. I don't, they used to be real popular uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. Come to find out, they were manufactured in China. And once you plugged them into your network, it was stealing your data. Look, now, I'm not trying to be anti Chinese, I'm just telling you about the industry. I told you I was in this industry. Okay, so now let's see. Do we have time? I tell you what, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up this story because you need to you all need to hear about this. And like I said, if you are if you are using TikTok, my recommendation to you would be get rid of it as soon as you can. I'm going to be honest with you. It's. It's to the point now, I don't, if I see a TikTok thing, I don't even click on it. But certainly if you have it installed on your phone or your computer or wherever it is, it's stealing your data. That's not, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. And I'm going to give you proof on that when we return. I'm trying to help you black folks out. Because the majority of y'all are, are using this app. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, on joinatradio.com. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. 
While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com hey Dave Coleman here let me take a little time to thank you for listening to this show the weekly sports magazine and black focus radio here on joynet radio Our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you have probably wondered, they have a pretty good radio station. Man, how can I support Joinette Radio and all the great shows that they have? Well, right now we're raising funds to reinvest in our networks and our community, and especially in the arts, education, and digital technology Plus, we're going to add some fun and some great prizes as well. We would love to have your help to get us there. Joinette Radio presents our joyful giving season, and we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our joyful giving club for just $15 a year. 
minimum a month for you. So how do you get involved in all of that? Go out to joinatradio.com. Scroll down to near the bottom and click the donate button. Follow the instructions. And by the way, while you're out there, tell a friend and tell them they've become a from Black All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. We were talking a little bit about TikTok before we went to the break, okay? I'm going to play you one, I'm going to play you one piece, and then I'm going to read you an article. This TikTok thing is very serious, folks, and y'all better get hip quickly, quickly. Need TikTok. China. Do you know that China controls the algorithm of what you see? Do you know this? If you're in America and you open up TikTok, if you're in Britain and you open up TikTok, there is a specific algorithm to reach you that is not in China. If you're in China and you open up TikTok, what they, the Chinese government, wants you to receive as youth, as people using TikTok, are people who are doing good things, achievements, youth making social enterprise, youth becoming successful in math competitions, youth becoming masters of karate, youth doing something with their life. And you are rewarded. That algorithm is that the Chinese government makes you see positive things for social development. Did you know here and in the United States, they, China, send you a different algorithm? Do you know what they send you? All the nonsense that you see. They want you to see girls dancing, boys and girls dancing with each other, pranks upon your parents, pranks upon people. How many pranks do you see? Yeah, I'm not saying it's not funny. Some of them are downright hilarious. But if you want to destroy a nation, destroy a generation, you make them in their mind be rewarded with the dopamine for thinking stupid things are good, thinking that this is what you're supposed to grow up doing. A large proportion of people grow up thinking that this is what life is about. But in China, they don't let their children think that. Do you know which country made Hello? Did y'all get that? He talked about an algorithm. An algorithm is a, is a, is a computer code, uh, for lack of a better terms, that makes things do stuff in computers. So that algorithm sends you different stuff based on... Well, let me give you an example. You notice how you actually will log on to a website sometimes, and then the next time you log on, what you looked at, that ad pops up again, or it pops up on Facebook. An algorithm is doing that. It is reading what you write or what you enter on your computer and says, hey, they may like this again. Let me give it to them again. So what this gentleman was saying is that China with TikTok has algorithms set up for different locations, different countries like Great Britain, like the United States. But in China, what they do with their algorithms, they make sure that their people are seeing things that are positive, like educational type stuff. In America and Great Britain, they're sending trash. And you all are eating it up. And what you don't know is that algorithm is also stealing your data. You think I'm kidding, right? Let me just read this article. This is from Annapolis, Maryland. 
Governor Larry Hogan announced today that state officials within the executive branch will be barred from using TikTok as well as other Russian and Chinese products and platforms. According to the state, this is an emergency cybersecurity directive intended to prevent risk concerning cyber espionage, surveillance of government entities, and inappropriate collection of personal information. The state also claims measures will be implemented to prevent the installation of these products as well as immediately removing existing products from state networks. This is just one of now eight states who is barring TikTok from personal devices that is owned by the state. So in other words, you work for a company. They go in, they give you a computer, they give you a phone. You can't download TikTok on those. Because they TikTok is a data mining station. Y'all understand that? This is why I'm talking about this. This is just that serious. And there are a lot of black people out there who have TikTok. And I'm telling you, they are stealing your data every day. Not only is it stealing your data, it's stealing your keystrokes. I posted an article about this a few months back. It, 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 it either it has a key logger. You know what a key logger is? That means that every key that you hit on the keyboard, it is recorded. And that data is sent to China. Hello? Y'all can keep playing around all you want. And who's to say that what happened at the Little Rock School Board wasn't because one of their devices had TikTok on it. Not saying that TikTok was the issue. But it possibly could have been. Because my theory is about this, as I said earlier, these are governments who have ransomed these, these computer companies. These are governments that are ransoming, ran, ransoming all of these, these organizations. I, that's just how I feel. But who's to say that that's not what happened at the Little Rock School Board? Y'all better wake up. Y'all better be so quick. Y'all so quick to post all your data, all your pictures on Facebook. Yeah, I post pictures on Facebook and all that stuff. But if you go to my wall right now, you'll find that, hey, I'm pretty quiet. I'm talking politics and things of that nature. Personal data is not on my way on that page. I rarely, I look, I've already, I don't even use uh, Twitter anymore because of the nut that just bought it. It took me a long time to finally get on Facebook. And you know what? As I said earlier, they've got me, they've got me in Facebook jail. I didn't even know until a few minutes ago. Told me I can't do go live, I can't do advertising, none of that stuff. I don't care. You see, I don't need Facebook to survive like some of you all. And that's how you get in trouble. And let me add, let me add one other thing and I'm going to leave this alone and we're going to move to something else in the next segment. If you've been hacked lately, if your passwords have been stolen lately and you have TikTok that might be the reason. We'll take a break. 
Back in a moment. You're listening to the Weekly Sports Magazine. No, you're not. You're listening to Black Focus Radio on joinedradio.com. Dynamic Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. 
All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. I want to talk a little bit about this Deion Sanders thing, but before I do that, news broke today, and I was a little surprised. Uh, It came across my Facebook wall that the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff will now be playing in the Southern Heritage Classic. Now, some of you all may be blinded and not know what the Southern Heritage Classic is. The Southern Heritage Classic takes place every year, Labor Day weekend, in Memphis. And it has been going on for 30-something years between Tennessee State and Jackson State. It is a an HBCU spectacle. I mean, you've got all the pomp and circumstance that surrounds this football game. I've had the pleasure of witnessing it as a spectator and also as a journalist. I've seen it both ways. It is a wonderful event. And I will say that this is a big coup for the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Because this is going to open up recruiting circles that have not been previously opened. Now, the former school that was there before UAPB was Jackson State. And if you remember, Deion Sanders last fall said that, oh, we don't need to play this game anymore. And remember, he said, we don't need, he said, we don't need to play this game anymore. It doesn't benefit us. We're looking for bigger and better things. Okay? Not understanding the relationship that Jackson State and Tennessee State had forged for over 30 years. This is when you say he wasn't swack. Now, let's be realistic. We know for a fact that the money that was being generated was not what it should have been. I'm hoping that the people, the powers that be has went to the city of Memphis and said, look, here's how much economic development we bring to your city every September. We want more concessions. This is how you do that. So I want to take my hats off to Tennessee State because I have ties there. I have a daughter who was, who was an alum. I've got friends who are still at Tennessee State. Howard Gentry, his dad's name is on the uh, uh, on the gym, the Howard Gentry Center. Howard Gentry Jr. is a very good friend of mine. I could go down the list of TSU alums and people that I know. But more importantly, I'm glad to see UAPB stepping out and doing something like this. And of course, I have ties at UAPB. My first cousin is Dr. John Graham, who is your band director. So this is huge for UAPB and the and Central Arkansas. And I am hoping that you all pack that stadium next September. They average usually for between 35 and 50,000 a year. Man, I'd love to see UAPB grads pack that stadium. It would be huge. Now, let me expound a little bit on Deion Sanders. 
We talked a lot about him on the last show. A lot of people, I'm seeing a lot of posts. A lot of people don't get it. So there was an article by Jarvis DeBerry, who uh, is a MSNBC columnist, who talks about this. And, and let me just, I'm going to read most of this article because it's important to understand what Deion Sanders did. And, the, and he entitled the, ar, ar, the article, Why Deion Sanders Leaving Jackson State is Bigger Than Football. And this is what a lot of these people don't get. All y'all saying, I'm hearing people say, oh, go get your money. Don't count his money. It's not about that. It's about what I said when he first got the job, that he wasn't doing anything but using Jackson State. And this TSU UAPB Southern Heritage Classic is a prime example of that because he pulled Jackson State out of that, that classic. It was a great recu recruiting tool. And I guess he thought Tennessee State was going to fold. But again, he's not swack. He doesn't know. And look, I know Tennessee State isn't swack. But they're an HBCU. Okay, and what I mean by that, Tennessee State plays in the OVC. So, let me read this article. It was only a year ago that NFL Hall of Famer Deion Primetime Sanders convinced Travis Hunter, the high school cornerback considered the nation's top recruit, to forget about Florida State, the predominantly white school where Sanders had played and signed with Jackson State University, the HBCU. The shouts of joy at JSU and from the alumni of a historically black colleges and universities in general were nearly drowned out by howls of outrage from those who swore that the only sensible choice for that recruit was to attend the school with the better record of sending players to the NFL. Critics of Hunter signing, Hunter's signing argued that his choosing the black school over the white school was foolish. Sanders himself tacitly endorsed that argument Sunday with his announcement that he accepted the head football coaching position at the University of Colorado. His apologies argue Oops, let me, I missed my spot here. I'm sorry, I gotta go back. His apologies argue, or I should say, uh, his apologist, why does it keep doing that? Got too many links in here. Here we go. His apologists argue that Jackson State should be grateful to have him, to have had him for three years. He stayed and, the, and argue that Sanders needn't explain why he left for bigger and more lucrative opportunities. In short, they argue that given what the white school had to offer, Sanders deciding to stay at the black school would have been foolish. Of course, that undercuts the argument Sanders made to get prized recruits to join him at Jackson State. More significantly, it suggests that to the extent that there ever was a movement to restore black college football to its past glory when future NFL Hall of Famers, including Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, and Michael Strahan, were stars, said movement can quickly undermine and brought down 
with the offers of cash. And in this instance, the offer of cash wasn't made to somebody who's never had money, but to somebody who earned tens of millions of dollars during his stellar NFL career. When I was around Hunter's age, I turned down a full scholarship at a premier HBCU because teenage me, who was obsessed with proving myself to white people, didn't believe a degree from there would be as valuable as one from a bigger, wealthier white schools that accepted me, that had accepted me. While I don't regret choosing the school I did, I almost immediately regretted my reason for rejecting the black school, and I often wondered how my life would have been different had I made the other choice. As illogical as it may sound, I was hoping Hunter's success at Jackson State would show me how well things have gone for me, how well things would have gone for me if I had made a different choice. The passionate argument that black people are having on social media and on black talk radio programs is ostensibly about football, but beneath, underneath is a more essential question. Should black individuals be expected to sacrifice to help build up black institutions? What do we owe? Sanders often described coaching at Jackson State as his calling. Is a position really a person's calling, though, if more money entices him away? We can't discuss Sanders' decision to leave Jackson State without acknowledging what little honor there is among college football coaches. We will often ask recruits to commit, who will often ask recruits to commit to them and their program even as they're eyeing their next gig. Therefore, on the most basic level, there's nothing remarkable about, remarkable about Sanders convincing players to join his team and then abandoning them for another job where he, he'll likely start the cycle again. College coaches who swear they're not leaving can't be trusted to stay put. So there's definitely no sense in counting on longevity from college football coaches who are hinting that they will, which is what Sanders did in March in a March interview. The pregame show, he said, I'm happy where I am. It's a calling where I am. God didn't give me a timetable to say, you got to be there for that long. God told me, and see, this is what irritated me. You throwing God into this. God told me to go do that. Do what I asked you to do. And do it at a high level. He also said that while he was obviously financially comfortable, the members of his coaching staff weren't. Referring to the staff, he said, so let's say, for instance, I took some job at a power five. That does not change my lifestyle. That don't do nothing for me. I'm good, but it does for them. At this point, at least four of Sanders' assistants at Jackson State are expected to join Sanders in Boulder. The Clarion Ledger reports that the highest-ranking recruit of Jackson State's 23 class decided against enrolling at Jackson State when Sanders announced he was leaving at that and that there are seven players on the team considered candidates to leave the team 
maybe for Colorado. The newspaper's list includes Sanders' son, Shadir Sanders, Jackson State starting quarterback. It also includes Hunter, the top recruit whose commitment to Jackson State caused such joy and consternation. His departure will hurt the Tigers team that hasn't lost a game this year. But even worse is the thought that his departure will give last year's critics of his signing the last laugh. This editorial is on point. He's right. And I've said it over and over again. You can't believe a word a coach says. They'll lie to you in a minute. They'll sit on your mama's couch. Your mama, your, you know, your pole broke mama with the five kids and lie to her and say, we're going to make sure that this boy's taken care of. Then that boy gets on campus and they treat him like crap. And then when somebody else that is stronger, bigger, faster in his position, then they try to run him off. See, that's the dirty little business of coaching that you all don't understand. Of college. Okay? That's a dirty business. And you all sit around and y'all go out on Saturdays and y'all cheer and, oh, we love the team. And you don't know how they're dogging these brothers out on a regular basis. But more importantly, more importantly, Deion Sanders lied. And he did nothing more than reinforce what white universities have been saying about HBCUs. That if you go to an HBCU, you will not be drafted. That's the lie that they tell our kids. And the other thing is, everybody that goes to play football, they don't get drafted anyway. So why not go to an HBCU? Sanders sold Jackson State uh, a bill of goods that you can't pay, you can't cash. That's the bottom line on it. And Jackson State fans will say, oh, we're, we're in love. Let me ask you something. If what people are saying about Deion Sanders, that he did all this great thing for the school, I forgot, I was listening to a coach Sunday, or was it Saturday, and he said, and it was an old coach, he said, here's how you determine whether or not you're a good coach. Look at that program five years later. Whoa. Whoa. I'd never thought about it from that perspective. If you built the foundation the way you were supposed to, then it takes approximately five years for that foundation to either be built upon or crumble. So if Deion Sanders did a great job for Jackson State, let's see what Jackson State is like in five years. Will Jackson State win the SWAC next year? No. Watch what I tell you. Because half of those athletes are going to go. They're going to leave now. This is because of Gion's. And I know Jackson State fans, oh, thank you, Dion. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I guarantee you in three to five years when you look back on this, the argument will probably be that Dion did more to destroy your program than build it up. You might have new stadiums. You might have new locker rooms. You, you might have all that stuff. But what good is it going to do? And by the way, who's going to replace him? And guess what? UAPB is now playing at the uh, Southern Heritage Classic. I wonder how many calls did Tennessee State and Fred Jones over the Classic got, got once Dion resigned from Jackson State. 
oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, man. Can we can we redo that contract? We, 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 because you know what? That was a great recruiting mechanism for Jackson State. Those of you who are out there defending Dion, it's all about recruiting. There's more to football than you watching them score touchdowns. And that was a great recruiting mechanism for Jackson State because there were a lot of kids who showed up at that game every year. Guess who moves into the slot now? The University of Arkansas Golden Lions. We'll take a break. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinedradio.com. Hey, Dave Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank you for listening to this show, the weekly sports magazine, and Black Focus Radio. Here on Joinette Radio, our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you have probably wondered, they have a pretty good radio station. Man, how can I support Joinette Radio and all the great shows that they have? Well, Right now, we're raising funds to reinvest in our networks and our community, and especially in the arts, education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to have some fun and some great prizes as well. We would love to have your help to get us there. Joinette Radio presents our joyful giving season, and we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our Joyful Giving Club for just $15 a year, for a month per year. So how do you get involved in all of that? Well, go out to joinedradio.com. Scroll down to near the bottom and click the donate button. Follow the instructions. And by the way, while you're out there, tell a friend and tell them David Coleman sent you from Black. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. 
Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com the views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second hour of the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. Uh, wow, we had a jam-packed show last hour. <clears throat> of course, uh, by the way, hats off to the uh, young 18-year-old in Earl, Arkansas, to win the mayoralship. Um, let's see, 18-year-old in Earl, Arkansas. Let's see. His name was Jalen Smith, who won the mayorship. That's just great. Uh, I know he's busy. I'm going to try to get him on the show. Okay? I'm going to try to get him on the show. All right. So, uh, good for that. We're going to talk a little bit about the election last night. Uh, We'll get into that here in just a moment. But I want to just kind of stay in the same vein. A lot of people have been talking about you know, why are we worried about Deion Sanders when Brett Favre stole money from poor people? You're exactly right. And you all may have missed the update to that story, that theft with Brett Favre. Now, as I talked to you a couple, about a week or so ago, well, I guess it was about a week, yeah, uh, Brett Favre's attorneys uh, filed a brief in court wanting him removed from the, the investigation and the lawsuit to recoup, recoup money uh, because Brett, they had this, you know, this jammering gibberish about poor Brett. 
he didn't know what he was doing, although he knew to ask the officials who were helping him in the theft whether or not the media could find out. Still hadn't, you know, really explained that, Brett. But if you remember when this story first broke, I brought up the point that, number one, you don't mess with federal dollars, okay? You will go to jail faster messing with federal dollars than any other time. And I said then, why isn't Brett Favre in jail? And why hasn't there been criminal charges filed against Brett Favre? Now, they may be on the way, but as of yet, there have been no criminal charges filed against Brett Favre. And we know for a fact that he helped steal $6 million from the welfare fund at, in the state of Mississippi. Not a million. He paid that million back. But there's another $5 million that is out there. And that $5 million went to southern um, um, Mississippi. Went blank there for a moment. It went, went to the University of Southern Mississippi. Okay? And the, it helped them build a volleyball arena. At the time, Brett Favre's daughter was playing volleyball. And I said then, now wait a minute, that money needs to be paid back. Who's going to pay it back, Southern Miss or Brett Favre? Either way, it don't matter. That money was gotten illegally, and I don't give a damn if you built a capsule on the moon with the money. You owe that money back to the taxpayers of the state of Mississippi, and the federal government. I said that I said it when this story broke. Because number one, I've dealt with nonprofits. I know how picky that the government is with their money. You owe them that money. But there's been new news, and this was released just Monday. Uh, the Mississippi Department of Human Services changed its demands that against retired NFL quarterback Brett Favre in a lawsuit that seeks repayment of misspent welfare money that was intended to help some of the poorest people in the United States. The department dropped its demand for the $1.1 million against Favre, acknowledging he has already repaid that money for an unfulfilled pledge of public speeches. They were going to pay, pay Brett Favre a million dollars to do motivational speaking, by the way. But it made a new demand of up to $5 million against Favre and the university's sports foundation, saying money from an anti-poverty program was improperly used to pay for a volleyball arena at the University of Southern Mississippi. The volleyball facility was a pet project of Brett Favre, and he pledged to lead fundraising efforts for it. Previous filings in the civil lawsuit showed text messages exchanged between Favre and others about directing money to the volleyball facility from a nonprofit organization that had human resources contracts. But until Monday, the human resources lawsuit had not sought to recoup that money. Favre obviously is one of the alums of uh, 2000 of uh, Southern Miss. It's in Hattiesburg. Um, in a court filing Monday, the Department of Human Services acknowledged 
Favre has already pay, repaid $1.1 million. Uh, he received from the uh, Community Education Center, the nonprofit organization of contracts who had contracts with the department to spend the money through the Temporary Assistance of Needy Families Anti-Poverty Program. You all know that program as TANF. The organization paid Favre uh, for speaking to help raise money for the volleyball facility. But the state auditor said Favre failed to make any of the speeches. The Department of Human Services court filing Monday said Favre possibly recorded a single 20-second radio advertisement for that $1.1 million. Okay. He received in 2020 a demand from the state auditor requiring the $1.1 million to be repaid. Uh, auditor Shad White said last week that Favre still owed 200000 in interest on the $1.1 million. Uh, the Human Services Court filing Monday said Favre has not repaid $5 million in the TANF money that he orchestrated for the Mississippi Community Education Center to pay to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation to satisfy his guarantee that the fund construction of a university volleyball facility. Okay. I just wanted to get you up to date. All right. Favre's attorney, Hirsch, uh, Eric Hirschman, said in a statement Monday that the department's new $5 million demand against Favre is groundless. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> oh, that was my editorial. Hirschman said the department left out key facts, including that the Mississippi Attorney General's office signed off on the transfer of the money from the Department of Human Services to the University of Southern Mississippi and all of the full knowledge and consent of then-Governor Phil Bryan and other state officials. It don't matter that they signed off on it, bro. Because we know they are corrupt, too. The fact of the matter is that the money was not used for its intent, and that was for needy people. All right. That a private citizen like a non-lawyer, Brett Favre, could have any liability under these circumstances is baseless. That's according to his attorney. I ain't attorney. Okay, and I told you that they uh, filed a motion to have Favre dismissed uh, from the Human Services lawsuit that seeks to recover millions of dollars and misspend well for money. The judge has not acted on that request. So it's going to be interesting to see if what this judge says. But at the end of the day, Brett Favre owes this money. Or the Southern University of Southern Mississippi owes this money. That's federal money. And at the end of the day, if the state can't recoup that money, then they're going to call in federal people. If I'm Brett Favre, Brett has over the years, and, and, and here's what I don't understand. These guys will support certain causes, but they won't spend one dime of their money. They'll spend your money. They won't spend one dime of their money. Okay? Brett Favre had $5 million. Easy. Easy. He could have spent that and with, 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 with a sneeze. But instead, he decided that he wanted to steal welfare money. I'm going to say it again. Brett Favre belongs in jail. I don't give a damn if he would play for the Green Bay Packers and won a Super Bowl. Brett Favre belongs in jail, just like all the other people who have decided 
to steal money like PPP loans and all that other stuff. Brett Favre belongs in jail. Period. End of story. And no, I would be shocked if this judge allows him to be removed from this suit. No, Brett Favre belongs in jail. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you want to join the show, um, i tell you what I want to do. I want to talk for the rest of this segment about Amazon. Okay? And by the way, Elon Musk, apparently there was a janitor strike at Twitter. And he fired all of them. Yeah, y'all, that's, yeah, we need that kind of CEO. I'm just saying. But let's talk a little bit about Amazon. And this takes us back. This story takes us back to the Kyrie Irving issue. And if you remember when this, 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 this issue really broke and people really began to, you know, people of conscience, not, not those three crows that we've talked about, but people who looked at this legitimately, we had some questions. And I said we because I had some questions. Because if you remember this, this link that Kyrie Irving posted on his, his Twitter f- uh, feed uh, was to a program called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. Okay? And... It uncovers the true identity of the children of Israel. Now, this is the synopsis that is on Amazon. And I begin to ask the question along with many other people. Why are y'all mad at Kyrie because he's, he posted a link? Now, we could go into the historical data and say, to some extent, what, what's in this piece is correct. We know now that the majority, the we look. I don't. We we talked about this ad infinitum on this station, on this show. We know who the original people were, and we know that the original Jews were not the ones that are in Israel today. And we also know that Israel was not even a country. Israel was a people. There was no land designated for Jews. This was a myth. But I digress. So we asked the question, why are y'all mad at Kyrie Irving for posting this link? Where did the link take you? The link took you to Amazon, who was selling this movie and making a profit. No one, even as of today, as I do this show on December 7th, 2022, has ever approached Amazon and said, hey, you need to pay, take that down. The Anti-Defamation anti uh, League didn't. All of the, 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 the Jewish hate groups, none of them approached Amazon. They attacked Kyrie. I said this then. Why aren't y'all attacking Amazon? So apparently an Amazon article came out today, or let's see, from the Associated Press. It came out December 1st. 
And it says, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy said Wednesday the company does not have plans to stop selling the anti-Semitic film that gained notoriety recently after Brooklyn Next guard Kyrie Irving tweeted out an Amazon link to it. That's a pregnant pause. Because what I just stated, like a pregnancy, is ripe with promise. What I just stated is ripe with ambiguities and, and all kinds of, uh, 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 of peculiarities. Let me read that graph again because maybe y'all didn't hear me. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy said the company does not have plans to stop selling the anti-Semitic film that gained notoriety due to Kyrie Irving. At a New York Times deal book summit in New York City, Jazzy said it is difficult for the company to determine what content crosses the line and where Amazon doesn't make it available to customers. As a retailer of content to hundreds of millions of customers with a lot of different viewpoints, we have to allow access to those viewpoints, even if they are objectionable. Objectionable and they differ from our particular viewpoints. He said making decisions about what content to take down is more straightforward in some cases, such as when it is actively incites or promotes violence and teaches people to do things like pedophilia. Now, let me break down to you what he just said, because he makes a valid point. Imagine a public library. I guarantee you that if you go into a public library, there are some books in the public library that are offensive to you. Because they are offensive, should they be removed? Well, there's a movement going on by some communities where they're trying to ban books at school, things like Huckleberry Finn and, and uh, some of Alice Walker's books and, and Beloved and some other books. There's a movement to try to ban those books. You, the most average American, would, would say, no, you're not banning any books. It's not for me, but if someone else wants to read it, that's their business. It's kind of like going and buying a car. You chose the car that you chose for a reason. Maybe you chose a Nissan. Why didn't you get the Camaro? Well, I didn't want the Camaro. I'm not a. I'm older. I didn't want a. I'm not living a midlife crisis. I wanted something that was more standard. That's your choice. Just like going into the library. I'm a J.R.R. Tolkien fan. And for a long time, I, would tell, I told my God brothers, I said, hey, man, when we were kids growing up, they always saw me with one of these books. And I kept telling them, man, you need to read these. These are great. They never read them. When the movie came out, my, my oldest God brother said, hey, man, you used to tell us about these books all the time. I had no idea that, that this movie was going to be this good. 
It was his choice not to read that book. So if you don't want to pick a book out of the library, you don't have to. That's my point. The same situation applies with Amazon. As he said, and, and look, it's a plausible explanation. We are a retailer that retails to millions of people across the world. What may be offensive to you may not be offensive to others. Now, they do draw the line. But I guarantee you there are some cultures that do have practices that don't that Americans and the United States don't condone, but they can download information on the web and from Amazon. I guarantee you that. This is the point that the CEO is making. And what he basically says to you and all of you who attacked Kyrie Irving about this link. And look, Kyrie can be attacked on a lot of different things, but I supported him on this. What that says about Kyrie Irving is Kyrie was right. And all of you people out there who attacked him, including the three crows, Stephen A. Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, and Charles Barkley, it just goes to show you that you're wrong on this issue. And anyone else who tries to castigate Kyrie because he made this post, if you're not coming after the Amazon CEO, Andy Jazzy, then you need to shut the hell up. Your point is moot. It has no standing here. And the CEO of Amazon just made that clear. So what do you want to do now? You want to censor people who post this link? Is that what the Anti-Defamation League wants to do? Hmm? Access to information should be free to all. You may not agree with it. There's a lot of people out there who are, are reading Mein Kampf. A lot of people are reading that book. A lot of white folks. I wish they wouldn't. But if that's what they want to do, hey, that's on them. That's on them. That's the one thing about America is that it is a free country and we have access to free information. And if I want access to it, long as it's legal, you may not like it. I may not like it. I may not like some of the information that you're getting. But you know what? This is America. And I'm not saying that to be um, short. I'm simply saying it because that's a fact. And we are afforded certain things in America that other people are not. And you may not like it at all. That's why I use the analogy about uh, uh, The Hobbit. My God brothers didn't want to read The Hobbit. They couldn't get into go you know, goblins and, and, and hobbits and wizards. But I did. That's their prerogative. They read other stuff. I remember reading Jaws and uh, the Amityville Horror. I remember I was a freshman in college reading the Amityville Horror. And I, there was a party. Uh, this is a funny story. There was a party 
Everybody went to the party. I stayed at the dorm reading in Annaville Harbor that night. And I actually got up and checked the locks on the door and the windows. Although we were on third floor, I still checked them damn locks. That book had that much of an effect on me. And then when my roommate came, I said, hey, man, you read this part right there. He said, man, I ain't reading that mess. You ain't going to have me having nightmares. That was his prerogative not to read it, but I went ahead and read it and finished the book. Great book. I used to always read the book before I, I didn't care about the movies. I'm simply saying that Kyrie was right. It's time to give him some love. Because if the money makers are not going to pull the, pull the film, don't get mad at Kyrie because he decided to go see it. Hello? We'll take a break. We got more to come. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about this Georgia election. It's over. Thank God. It's the never-ending story. And it finally ended Tuesday night. Happy. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinatradio.com. Dynamic Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. 
Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Welcome back to the show Black Focus Radio Our issues, our solutions, our voices 855-525-5683 is the number That's how you get in touch with me If you want to join the show Email blackfocusradio at gmail.com Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube You can check us out as well Okay So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the election But before I do I do want to talk a little bit about something that happened couple of days ago at, uh, in Congress. So the January 6th Congressional Gold Medal honorees uh, was given out to uh, some of the, the Capitol Police, uh, Brian Sicknick's family, the, the police officer that was killed because of that melee. And so it was odd that two people showed up at wanted to shake the hands of these police officers. Those two people were Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. And if you haven't seen this video, it's about it's about the coldest video that I've seen and the faces of McConnell and McCarthy you just, it's priceless. So as they walk down this line, 
and the various congressional leaders were giving out this medal and shaking their hands, there was Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell in the acceptance line, okay, or the handshake line, whatever you want to call it. When Sicknick's family, especially his mother, and even the police officers got to those two individuals, they refused to shake their hands, and rightfully so. Because number one, you all are not supposed to be there. You all are the ones that refused to impeach Donald Trump. You all are the ones who attempted to try to coin this attack on democracy as tourists or Antifa or BLM. Anybody except Donald Trump. And you've still refused to acknowledge the fact, regardless of the tons and tons of evidence, that Donald Trump was the instigator in this whole event. So it was so nice to see those liars and thugs be ignored by real American citizens. Good to hear that. Okay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about this, this, um, this race. Of course, Re Reverend Warnock won. He beat Herschel Walker. You know, and instead of us saying, I can't believe so many people voted for Herschel Walker, understand this. Each and every one of you that are listening to my voice have a particular team, right? I'm an Oakland Raider fan. Although I hate this coach, Josh, Josh McDaniel. There have been some things over the years that Raider fan, Raiders have done, uh, and I'm talking about players and the organization. But I'm a Raider fan. So regardless of what they do, I'm a Raider fan and proud of it. So why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because many people are still perplexed at the fact that Herschel Walker got as many votes that he did. Well, the reason he did is because if you, if you listen to any of the interviews that were done by various media outlets, the one thing that kept popping up, I don't particularly care for Herschel Walker, but I'm a Republican. And I'm going to vote Republican regardless of who's in that seat. Does that make it right? No, that's, that's, that's illogical to make that statement. But that's why a lot of them did it. And a lot of them believed in the fact that, hey, this guy, this black guy, is representative of the black community. We in the black community took that run as an insult. Of all the eligible black conservatives, and there are quite a few out there, you pick this illiterate fool. I'm not using that those adjectives lightly because it's pretty clear we all know that he was an illiterate fool a pawn in, in Donald Trump's scheme, and he wasn't smart enough to say to himself, you know, I can do a lot of things, Donald, but I can't be a senator. And that was clear. And as he continued on the campaign trail, he made more and more fools out of not only himself, but people like Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham and even Donald Trump, that this guy... 
Look, I argue that as 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 well as Ted Cruz as Cruz speaks, he's an illiterate fool as well. He's a, no, and Ted Cruz is an educated fool. So Warnock won, and rightfully so. Not a surprise to me. And Metro Atlanta brought him home, and it was going back and forth. I watched most of it until I. I, I was able, I dozed off a little bit, I'll be honest with you. And then I woke back up just to catch them calling the race that Raphael Warnock had won it. And that came when Atlanta rolled in. Now they're saying Atlanta or Georgia is now a purple state. Think about this from Raphael Warnock's perspective. In the last two years, Raphael Warnock has run for that seat Five times. Think about that. Five times. He had to run for it as a, as a primary candidate, which he won. And I think back now, had and I believe it was a woman, had that woman won, would the Democrats be in the position that they're in? Raphael Warnock was the best candidate. And that's clear. His record is impeccable. So he ran for the primary. Then he had to run in the general election in 22. That, he ran the initial race. And then, guess what? Yeah, well, there was a runoff. So he had to run again. So that's three times already. And now, this last election, he ran the initial race. And then he had to run uh, to participate in the runoff. Five different times. I think that speaks volume of Raphael Warnock. I think it, it speaks to his resiliency. It also speaks to his message that there were enough people, black, white, Hispanic, and beyond, who looked at Raphael Warnock and said, this guy deserves to be in that seat five different times. Five different times. So I take, take look, and I you know I criticized Raphael Warnock, although he did start taking the gloves off after the primary, you know, uh, not after primary, but in the runoff. I believe had he taken the gloves off and started punching Herschel in the regular, in the general election, he would have never had to go to the runoff. But in the runoff, he started punching and punching hard. It's the same thing that I said about uh, Chris Jones here is that you've got to expose these people for who they are and you can't play lightly with them. Now we got Jeff Reen as the governor of Arkansas. See my, see my Facebook post if you don't know who that is. And by the way, if you don't know who that is because some of you young people don't get it, go look up Jeff Reen. Jeff Reen Bodine. But I digress. So now Herschel Walker, with all of his baggage, and it's amazing, Republicans are mad. They're still mad. What they don't understand is, and as I said on my last show, that the Republicans have no message. They have, they have, they have no plan. The Republicans are saying, hey, come vote for us. We don't have a plan. 
we don't know how you're going to get out of we're, you're going to the, the how are you going to solve your issue with inflation. The only plan the Republicans have is giving tax breaks to business owners. That's the only plan they have. Anything that would come to us, anything that would come to regular middle American people, the Republicans are not for that. How they continue to convince people to vote for them is beyond me. And the sad thing about it is the people that they that are their voters are typically people who need help more than anyone else. I always bring up Owsley, Kentucky. One of the poorest counties in the nation. Yet that county is all Republican and votes Republican 98% of the time. So much so that many of them had never gotten health insurance until the Affordable Health Care came along. And they voted the Democratic governor out who signed it into law for a Republican governor. Some of them had never seen a doctor. Some of them had never seen a dentist until they were affordable health care. But these are the types of people that vote for Republicans, thinking to some extent that it's their duty to be poor. And then to some extent, it's their duty to vote against the blacks because they listen and hear all of the dog whistles that the Republican Party passes around. So this makes the Democrats 51-49. It ensures that people like Joe Manchin and Christian Sinema can't derail legislation. Because remember, it was Joe Manchin who derailed the Clean Air Act that will put millions of jobs, but what is Joe Manchin? Joe Manchin is a coal magnet. His family has made millions of dollars off of generating coal in West Virginia, a energy source that is obsolete and contributes to global warming. The Democrats had to capitulate to Joe Manchin to ease some of those restrictions if they wanted that bill to be passed. Now you don't have to do that. That's why that's important. That's why it's important. And just here, here are quick, five quick takeaways. The Dems get breathing room in the Senate. By the way, this also gives them subpoena power and investigatory power. Okay? So that's what that means as well. <laughs> Democrats will also be easy be able to more easily conduct oversight investigations that Republicans disagree with. They could prove handy for the Senate Democrats as House Republicans gear up to launch a host of oversight investigations. Trump dealt another blow. I think we made that clear that all of the just about all of the Trump back candidates lost on a national scale. Unfortunately, many of them are still winning on local levels. Warnock delivered on expectations. Okay. Polls show a close race in the days leading up to the runoff, but consistently favored the Democrat. Tuesday night largely violated their optimism. 
While the race remained close throughout the night, Warnock consistently performed well in areas he needed to in order to win and even appeared to flip one county, Baldwin, that went for Walker in November. His Republican opponent, meanwhile, slightly underperformed in many counties he carried last month. So in other words, as we watched the results last night, Walker was winning some of these counties, but he wasn't winning those counties in the margins that he did in November. Subsequently, Warnock weren't winning those counties either because they were red, but he he performed better in those counties. So while, let's say, they mentioned Baldwin County, well, that's not a good one because Warnock flipped that county. Well, let's just... Another one. I don't know. Cherokee would be one. Cherokee County, although it voted for Herschel Walker, it didn't vote for Herschel Walker in the numbers that it did in November. But Raphael Warnock got more votes out of Cherokee County than he got in November. So Herschel, although winning the county, got less votes. Warnock although losing the county, got more votes than he had in December. And that happened all across the state. The turnout was high. That's another issue. And now all eyes shift to 24. So that's Georgia. Congratulations, Raphael Warnock. Congratulations. We'll see how you play out, Democrats, because apparently, again, it was black folks. And pretty soon that bill is going to come due. It is. I'm warning you up front. Pretty soon that bill is going to come due. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. And believe it or not, there's one other note that I want to get to. Marjorie Taylor Greene. But believe it or not, I got all 10 of those items on my agenda in today. I'm proud of myself. You should too. You should be too. All right, back in a moment, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our our voices on joinatradio.com. Dave Coleman here. Let me take a little time to thank you for listening to this show, the weekly sports magazine and Black Focus Radio. Here on Joinet Radio, our 11-year history can only be contributed to your faithful listening to us. I know you have probably wondered, they have a pretty good radio station. Man, how can I support Joinet Radio and all the great shows that they have? Well, Right now, we're raising funds to reinvest in our networks and our community, and especially in the arts, education, and digital technology. Plus, we're going to add some fun and some great prizes as well. We would love to have your help 
to get us there. Joynet Radio presents our joyful giving season, and we look forward to you making a donation of any amount today. And also consider becoming a member of our joyful giving club for just $15 a year, for a month per year. So how do you get involved in all of that? Well, go out to joynetradio.com. Scroll down to near the bottom and click the donate button. Follow the instructions. And by the way, while you're out there, tell a friend and tell them David Coleman sent you from Black. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's 
Habibis, Habibis, your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show. We only got a few minutes to go. I had another story that I wanted to get to. I'll leave that for the next show. Uh, I will say that apparently Marjorie Taylor Greene is upset that Herschel Walker didn't want her didn't want her campaigning uh, with him. Oh, really? So you would have had two nuts out of this shell. <laughs> she don't get it. She really thinks she's popular. Talking about suffering from delusions of grandeur. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, that's somebody else that needs to go away. Would be nice. Okay? So, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we'll talk more about some of the issues that are going on. I'm just happy that the election season is over. Uh, there is one other case that is going on at the Supreme Court. Those of you who don't know that the scheme that Rudy Giuliani... Uh, and Donald Trump and his cohorts tried to pull off with the state electors. And I know you all aren't paying attention to this, but this is one more hurdle that the American democracy has to overcome that is at the Supreme Court right now where they are trying to set this up where states, state legislators will be responsible for federal elections. Now, if that sounds weird to you, it should, but more importantly, it should be problematic because what they tried to do this last election is what they're trying to argue now at the Supreme Court. The shock is that it's even being listened or heard at the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court could typically destroy democracy if they rule in favor of the state legislators of North Carolina. I'm just saying. So I say that just to remind you of your Christmas gifts. And the question is, did you buy any gifts for your friends, relatives, and neighbors? And what did you buy them? And if you didn't buy them a pistol, you might want to buy them one or an assault rifle. Because these people are willing to do anything to destroy democracy long as they can maintain, and let's be clear, white power. That's what this boils down to. That's what this is all about. We don't talk about it much, 
and certainly the mainstream media doesn't talk about it at all. But again, this is about what? 2042. Hello? That's what this is really all about. And if you all don't get that, therein lies the problem. And you better be preparing yourself because I personally believe that within the next year to five years that a white supremacist group is going to strike a major blow against the democracy of the United States. And the question is, did they make an attempt in North Carolina in Moore County by destroying that substation? Oh, y'all didn't know that? Maybe you need to listen to more news and stop playing with TikTok. We've got to get out of here. Here's my quote of the day. Nothing that Europe gave you is authentic. Even your so-called biblical Ten Commandments were plagiarized from Kemet's 42 Laws of Mott. Your problem is you are too comfortable in the Euro-Asian system of lies and propagandas. You need to self-educate because your oppressors will never give you an education or spiritual system that will free you. Damn. Another great quote. Y'all have a good day. We'll talk to you next time on Black Focus Radio. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.